Hey, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Pei Aleph in Erevin. Again, we learned for a four Shlema, for Tova Miriam, Bastavara, Mindel. Now, yesterday we saw the Mishnah, but we'll repeat it again, because it takes us into the Gemara. The Mishnah at the bottom of Pei Amabes. Bechoma Aravin Umishtanfin. You can make an Erev with any kind of food, as we'll see. Of course, there's uh, different opinions about the Erev. But water and salt, we've learned before, is not considered a food. So you can't make an error for that. We had a similar mission before, earlier on in the Masechet. We'll talk about that. Number one, he says it's got to be a bread. It's got to be a loaf of bread. Who Erev? That's an Erev, not anything else. So he's not necessarily arguing about the Shituf, right? About the Shituf of the Mavui. It could be that for the Shituf of Mavui, he's motivated. It could be any kind of food. But we're dealing with the... Um, we're dealing with the the air of, of the chutzer. So the air of the chutzer, he says, that has to be a loaf of bread. And it's got to be a complete loaf. Even if you baked a big saw, a large amount, a gigantic challah, but you've cut off a piece, it's a slice, it's not the whole challah. We'll see why. If you had a small loaf, even the size of a little coin, just but it's a small loaf, a little bilkel, that's Rabbi Shua's opinion. So the Gemara says right away, we had this Mishnah before, we learned before, what is this Mishnah teaching us? We already learned this before. Amarav, he says, yeah, but before we didn't have the opinion of Yeshua. Amarav, to exclude from Over here in this Mishnah, we talk about Rabbi Yeshua, who says it's got to be a loaf of bread. Can't be any other kind of a food like a wine or oil or, or fruits. So therefore, the Mishnah back on Chavav that talked about also he didn't mention anything about Rabbi Shua's opinion over there, right? So therefore, uh, that's why he had to tell us Rabbi Shua's opinion. Rabbi Shua, we want to tell you over here, Rabbi Shua says, no, it's got to be a loaf of bread, so we're telling you it doesn't have to be that. Rashi says, the top Rashi, right? Now, if we would only have that Mishnah before, so you might say, what? That, that's speaking about Erev Tchumen, even though the Mishnah there says, B'chol Ma'avim Mishnatvin, that parak also discusses the union of Tchumen. So it could be over there, maybe even Rabbi Yeshua's moda, that for Tchumen, maybe that's good enough. Hasamu, the bearer of Tchumen, right? The whole reason why you say you need a loaf of bread, a full loaf, is we'll discuss in the Gemara that they shouldn't have any, any disputes. Uh, we'll talk about that soon because this guy puts out a small piece, this guy puts out a slice. So that's why maybe Rabbi Yeshua says over here, but by Tchumen you don't have that issue. But maybe he would disagree. That's why we said this whole mission here to teach me to exclude from Yeshua. Maybe over there Yeshua is motivated by Erev Tchumen. But over here, by Erev Chatseris, we see that he disagrees. So it's teaching me his idea. And that's why it says Bakol, because Yeshua says it's got to be a loaf of bread. And the mission says, no, it could be anything. So, so you're saying that our Mishbakol, the beginning of our Mishnah says Bakol Marvin is excluding from Yeshua. Yeshua is only bread. And the Tana says, no, any other items, any other foods that are, as long as it's not salt or, or water, is considered a food. Eisvei, Rabbi, we have another Bryce which says, Bakol Ma'arvin Ever Chatseris, Bakol Mashatan Shitup Mavis. Here is very specific. You can make an Arab for Chatseris or a Shituf for a Mavui. You can use it with anything. You only need bread for a chutzr. Well, didn't he just say, meaning anything? So Rashi explains, no. It's telling you any kind of bread. That's what he means. 
Bread is made out of any of the five grains, wheat, barley, spelt, oats, and rye. Any of those is considered an air. Now we'll talk about other, other uh, kinds of, food, of uh, breads later, but the basic breads are the five grains that you make a mozi on or barn zonos. So he's telling you, so here in this price you see, so we're talking about Rabbi Shua's opinion that you have to make an air for chatzeres with bread. Who's the one who says it's got to be bread? You can't use fruits, vegetables, things like that. That's Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua, v'tani bakol. How could you say in the first answer in the Gemara over here that why does this Mishnah teach me more than before? Ah, uh, this is the opinion of the rabbis who disagree with Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua says it's got to be out of bread when it comes to a chatzar. No, you could use anything. But here we have a b'risa which says the same Mishnah of bakol, and it must be Rabbi Shua because it says, v'lo amru lepas, la'arapas, el b'chatzimobad, but you need pas in the chatzah. That's Rabbi Shua. And still he says bakol. And bakol can mean not all kinds of foods, but all kinds of breads. Right? So therefore bakol could be Rabbi Shua's opinion. So what's going on over here? Why the Lashon bakol doesn't come to exclude from Rabbi Shua? That dafka could be Rabbi Shua's opinion. No, why does it say bakol over here? What's the point of the Mishnah? Pukim Rabbi Shua from the other point of Rabbi Shua. Damar shleim ain't pretty so low. When it says bakol, it's not coming to exclude from Rabbi Shua, because Rabbi Shua could also say bakol, but his bakol means any kind of bread. The reason why we, why we have to say this Bryce, this Mishnah over and above the other Mishnah is to come to exclude from Rabbi Shua's other opinion. Rabbi Shua says two things in the Mishnah. Number one, it's got to be in our bread. Number two, it's got to be a whole loaf. Ah, that's the machlokes. Rabbi Shua says it's got to be a whole loaf. We disagree. Kamash Mulan, bakol, right? It could be bad anything. It could even be a, uh, you, don't need a you don't need a whole loaf. You can make an air with anything. You could have a half a matzah or pieces or slices of bread, whatever. Why does Rabbi Shua disagree about a partial, a, a slice or a piece of the bread, not a complete bread? It's simply because we don't want any bad feeling uh, between the various members of the chutz or the people in the house, who have houses, the homeowners who contribute, oh, this guy gives a slice of bread, and this guy gives a whole bread. So it, it doesn't look nice. People have said, oh, I'm giving, you're not giving a whole bread? The whole bread is more bakovedik. This is, that's, uh, it's honorable to have a whole bread. So this guy's going to give a slice, and that guy's going to have a bigger slice and a smaller slice. Better do it this way. Everybody contributes a, a whole loaf, a whole lachmania, whatever its size. So Mishum Eva. Well, what happens if everybody uses small pieces, in other words, a, a break, a broken off pieces, incomplete, incomplete loaves. So then what's the fight there? Everybody's using slices. So what's the problem? Maybe things will go back to its original bad state. In other words, uh, you know, you know what it's always going to happen. Everybody brings a slice. The next week, somebody's going to say, well, you know, I'm, I donate a whole loaf of bread, a whole challah, a whole, uh, a whole lachmania, whatever, right? So again, there'll be start to be bad feelings. So therefore, that's why that's why Rabbi Shua says it's got to be a whole loaf. Let's say a small piece of the loaf. According to Rabbi Shua, you need a whole loaf. What happens if a small piece was taken off for for challah? You know, when you when you bake the challahs from the dough, you're supposed to take off a certain amount of 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 what's called challah. It's a kind of truma goes to the coin. We do that today also, but now you throw it out. You don't know. There's no coin who's tar, so we don't eat it. But Let's say a small amount was taken off. Is that okay? He says, that's okay. Let's say truma got mixed up with chulin. Truma got mixed up with chulin. If it's one part of truma into 100 parts of chulin, it's considered bottle, 
Menator it's for sure bottled, but Menator everything is bottled. But even Rabban, it's bottled one in a hundred. Except the rabbi said, so you shouldn't play any games. You should take one part out of it. Once it's bottled in there, you should still take one hundredth part out of there and give it away to the Kohen, or today you'd throw it out, or the, you know, you, you would dispose of it in an honorable fashion, right? So if you take the ver- a very small part out of the loaf, whether it's amount for challah, we'll see what that is, or dimur, which is 100, you could still ma'arvin loba, you can use it, because that's a small thing, it's just like a little piece taken away, like you're making a mozi, a little piece there, that's not considered, uh, that doesn't d- diminish from the uh, loaf's status as a complete loaf. I have a tiny kadei dimua ma'arvin lo, ba kadei chalas ein ma'arvin bo. Bryce said, if you take away enough dimua, again, one hundredth kadei dimua, doesn't necessarily mean that you know it was actually. He, Rashi says if it was nit, if it became mixed up truma into chul in one part in a hundred, so you had to take away one hundred to give it away. That's okay. I'm not sure if he just means you know, that shear of 100th, or if it actually got mixed up. Only if it got mixed up, you're allowed to remove it. But in any case, that small amount, if that was removed, it's still okay. It's still considered a whole loaf. So that, so in the first case, Rabbi Yochum Shal said, if a small amount was taken away, either enough to give challah, now you're supposed to give challah when you take the dough, but if you didn't, if you didn't when, they, when, when it's in the dough form, you separate off the challah. That's the way it's normally done. But let's say you forgot, and you baked it into a bread, or several breads, you could take it off afterwards after it's baked. So now you took off this small amount, it's still considered a whole loaf. So that's what Rabbi Shal said, whether it was a small amount, whether for challah or for dimua, mixed up with truma, that's okay. I, the Bryce says, kidei dimua marvla, dimua, which is one in a hundred, that's a small amount, that's okay. Kidei chalasa, but if it's for challah, that's a larger amount, aim marvla, but it's considered an incomplete loaf at that point if you remove that enough for challah. So, so, we, so we see in a Bryce, that if uh, that seems to contradict Belchem and Shaul said, Belchem and Shaul said, if you take away enough, if you take away off the loaf, either enough for dimua or enough for challah, it's okay. You could still use the loaf. The Brisa says for challah you can't because challah is a larger portion. So it's low Depends if it's that of a baker, a professional bakery like a bakery, or the challah of a balbais. What do you mean? Because it's a different amount. The shear of challah is one twenty-fourth. Let's say you do it for yourself, or for your son's wedding, whatever. That's one twenty-fourth. But a baker who uses it to, who bakes it to sell, or if a woman uh, privately also made it on her own, but she made it to sell in the street, to sell, you know, to sell in the market. You only take off one forty-eight. You don't take off one twenty-fourth, one forty-eight. So therefore. If you're doing 148, that's a very small amount. 148 does not diminish the loaf. It's still considered a complete loaf. But if you took off 124th, if you did it like in a house, that's if you make it for yourself or for your own personal use, or your family's use, that removing 124th is already substantial and that would ruin the status of, of the loaf. It wouldn't be considered a complete loaf anymore. Amar of Chista. Let's say you, uh, your loaf of bread or challah or whatever, lachmaniyah, got broken into two, and you, uh, you joined the two parts together with a toothpick. You know, you sort of sewed it together. You, put, you pushed it together. You pushed the broken parts together with a, with a uh, chip or a toothpick. You can use it. It's okay. It looks like a complete loaf. I have a tiny A marvel about Another bride says you can't. It says, look, Asha, it depends if you could tell. If you could put it together in such a way that the naked eye, somebody walking by would think it's a complete loaf, then it's okay. 
Again, the whole idea of here for the complete loaf is that there shouldn't be any bad feeling among those who contribute. So if it looks like a complete loaf, it's okay. If it doesn't look like a complete loaf, it's not okay. Amar Zerah Mishmuel. Ma'arvin b'pas ores. And we talked about used breads, and, and we even said that b'risa, which indicates like a b'shua, who says you must use bread for a eruvei chatzeros, but you could use any kind of bread. Wheat, barley, spelt, oats, or rye. The normal five grains. What, up, what happens if you made bread out of rice, rice bread, or pas dochan? So he says, uh, so Rav Zeir says, You can use these inferior kinds of breads also, right? One of the reasons why we don't, the Ashkenazim don't eat rice on Pesach is why? Because in some locations, they used to, in the poorer locations, they would make bread out of rice, and we're afraid if you come to eat rice bread, you know, rice, you'll come to eat other bread. So it's all because of Xera, kidneys, etc. Uh, we don't eat that stuff. So so you can use, uh, for an Arab, you could use even Pasoros, Pasoros, and Sedra, Xera, and Neymar, Shmuel, Amramokva, Ledim, Fashem, and Shmuel, from Shmuel, Pasoros, Marvin. You could use rice bread, Pasoros, and Marvin. You don't use millet bread. Millet bread is another sort of a uh, inferior grain, and therefore not as Kovadik, and you don't use that, according to Bishur. Amram, Chia, Barav, and Amrav. Marvin, Pasadoshim. Can you use bread made out of lentils? He says, yes. There was a case in the, year, in the years of Marshmuel, there was this kind of a, a uh, lentil bread, and he threw it, he gave it to his dog. In other words, he said he felt it wasn't, wasn't good enough for human food. That was made out of a multitude of grains. In other words, when people are very poor and... Um, they have no choice, and they don't have even enough of any kind of a grain to make a bread. They use a combination of breads. The Chesiv, it says in Yechesko, at the time of the siege of Yerushalayim, and there was a great famine, so it says in the Pesach, you should take chit and sorin, take wheat and barley, pool and beans, vadashim, lentils, vadocha and millet, bakusmim and spelt, mix it all together and make a bread out of that, because that's all you're going to have. Rapapa, so therefore it shows you, so what Shmuel threw away was a a combo kind of a bread. That's considered a very inferior bread. But if it was plain adoshim, Rav says you could use uh, lentils, and we had the opinion before that uh, Shmuel said you don't use uh, docha, and you don't use millet, Rav Zerim Zer- Shmuel said you do. In other words, we had two different opinions. Marukva said, I heard directly from our Shmuel that you don't use docha. And Shmuel, Rav Zerim heard from Shmuel that you do use docha. Different opinions in, in him, or maybe there was different kinds of docha, for all we know. Rapapa Omar, that was a different case. The reason over there why it was no good in the case of Yecheskel is not simply because it was a combination, but it was because it was also baked in human excrement. That was a time of extreme famine, like in a, in a, in a serious you know, siege. It already was like a holocaust there. Uh, and it was, uh, it was baked in... Um, it was, it was baked, it was roasted with the human, in human excrement. Human excrement, I guess, was the fuel there, uh, laying name in front of their eyes. So, my ve'ugas sa'orim te'achanov. So, what does it mean? The Pesach is over there. They will eat uh, bread made out of barley. You just said they eat a very cheap kind of a bread that's made up of a combination of different grains, uh, some of which you wouldn't even call grains, like beans and things like that. So, what does it mean? Why is it called barley? Barley isn't that bad. Amrav Chista it doesn't mean sarum literally bread, uh, barley. It means l'shirim. You'll eat it in extreme measure. In other words, like people in a famine, when they have very little food, they eat a tiny, tiny bit at a time. That's l'shirim. You eat small amounts of time, small amounts. Like we have on Yom Kippur, people who have to drink, they eat what we call shirim, small amounts. Rapapamar, 
The reason was said that is is called saorim not because it was made simply out of barley, as we said, it was made out of many grains. That its shape was the shape of barley bread below When people make wheat bread, which is a much higher uh, a higher class of bread, right? It's considered a better bread. So people take the trouble to make it in a nice form. They make it like a nice uh, round bread. Uh, but barley bread, they don't. So what he meant to say was that this cheap bread will be made like a barley bread, which is not made in a nice shape, a nice fashion. Now, when we talked about, um, you know, everybody has to be mishatef, mishatef in the chatzar, as we said, in the Erev of the chatzar, or the shitif of the mavui, right? This is a, talking about a group of people to make it like one. And we explained that everybody has to contribute. Now, one person can contribute for many, as we said before, as long as a proper Kenyan is done, that he gives it, let's say, to his son, and his son acquires it on behalf of everybody else. He just can't say, I'm giving it to everybody. It has to be a proper Kenyan. Now, what happens if there's uh, one of the people in the, in the Chatzar happens to be a, uh, a shopkeeper or a baker, and uh, people say to him, listen, you'll be the one who supplies the, uh, the Lachmaniyah for the, uh, the matzah, whatever, for the uh, Chatzar, so uh, do it on behalf of us, you know, uh, do me a favor, you'll do it for us. So let's say, though, a guy goes, and he's not saying, see, if the baker, who's also in the chutzr, he's, let's say, one of the ten residents of the chutzr is a baker, and he says, oh, uh, I'll take care of it, boys. I give, my, I give a challah every Shabbos, have everybody give it to my son over here, he's 15 years old, and he's going to acquire it for everybody. Uh, that's okay, that wouldn't be a problem. But let's say one of the guys says, I don't want anybody's gift, I want to go pay for it. So he goes, a person might go, and he'll say, listen, here's a dollar uh, to the storekeeper. says, listen, he says, listen, here's a dollar for my lachmaniyah. Okay, here's a lachmaniyah, for my share in the lachmaniyah, let's say, whatever, a lachmaniyah. So Rebbe says, you can do that, right? He contributed to it, what's the problem? Chama says, no, we have a cloud that money does not uh, money acquires um, hegdish? It acquires land, you know, karka nadlan nechasim delo naidi, but uh, not metalton. Metalton, you have to make a kinyan hagba chalipin meshicha. You have to do. You have to pull it right. You have to make a, a kinyan in it. So come say over here, this guy didn't do it properly. Had he done it, and he said, listen, as we'll see. Had he told the chabadi, do me a favor. Um, you know, you be my shliach, here's a dollar, you be my shliach to make a Erev, I wanted to, for my contribution to the Erev, you, you, I'm, I'm giving you a dollar, and you'll be my, my messenger to, uh, to, for me to partake in the Erev, that would be okay. But over here, what happened was, he says, I'd like to buy a Lachmaniyah, and that Lachmaniyah should be in the Erev. But he never acquired the Lachmaniyah. The only way you acquire Lachmaniyah is when you pick it up, you go into a store, you don't really acquire a, a loaf of bread when you give a dollar. You, you acquire it when you pick it up. So here he never picked it up. So the Chum say, Lo Mosa, it's not good for him. Had he done it in the proper way, it doesn't work. So over here, it didn't make a proper Kenyan. It could be that the, uh, the Balabais, the baker or the shopkeeper, makes the error for everybody. And for everybody else, it's okay because he donated it to them. He did it for them as a favor. I'll donate it, you know, I'll, I'll contribute it, and I'll give it, to every, I'll give it to all of you. But here, he didn't get it that way. Here, the guy who walked in, the, the buyer, the purchaser, says, I'd like to buy it, and you'll put it in the, uh, when you make the air, you'll put my lachmani in there. But he never acquired it. So here's the problem. And he did it, therefore, Rashi says, the last Rashi on the page, the last line says, 
he, without his knowledge. In other words, when he does contribute, when the baker gives the loaves of loaf or loaves of bread, he did it without the guy's knowledge because he didn't really uh, he didn't want to acquire it. The guy didn't learn before. You have to do it with person's knowledge, right? You have to every you have to want to contribute. We said there are exceptions when a person is ruling the air for somebody else. Then you could take you could take it against his will, but it's probably still with his knowledge. He knows about it. It's just against his will, right? Could also be if his wife, if he's not home, then his wife could do it. A whole shiloh about that. But the point is, is that um, he has to agree to it. So over here, he didn't agree to do it this way. He dafka wanted it to be done through a purchase, and the purchase wasn't valid. So the Chum say that's no good. Rebelezer says it is good. The Gemara will talk. What's, so what's Rebelezer's reasoning? Why does Rebelezer say that it's okay if he meant to buy it and he never acquired it? Modim Baram. And they're motive, the chamer motive by anybody else. If it wasn't the baker, it was just a guy, you know, a neighbor. Uh, oh, do me a favor. Here's a dollar, you know, for my share in the air. Oh, then in that case, he's making the neighbor simply a messenger for him to be included. Right? That, that, why? Because in that case, Rashi explains. Why? Because he's simply take here, here, take a dollar and and uh, acquire the air for me too. He's not selling breads over here. I'm not buying the bread from you. I just want to make you a shliach. You know, make an air for me too. Here's, here's a dollar on my behalf too. Whatever you do for the Arab, you know, go, uh, you're buying chalas or buying matzah, so do it for me also. I made him a shliach. Nothing wrong with that. But if he went to buy it from the, uh, from the baker, he says, here, I'd like to buy a lachmania and you'll give it. And you never really acquired it, so... Therefore, it didn't work. That's how that's what Ablazer says. But Ablazer's mode in the case of not, if it's not a baker, so he's just asking him to do his messenger. And Rashi points out that if he told the baker also, be my shliach and be mazakeit for me, you know, be my shliach and buy the Arab for me, if he made him a shliach, that's okay. Now, says Rabbi Yudah, we have, we mentioned Rabbi Yudah yesterday. When do we say what? Oh, I skipped the line. And why doesn't it work otherwise? Right, this is Shem Avonatam is Hilkah Bechanvani, right? Ki Amrle, Rashi says in the first of the narrow lines. Ki Amrle Zachili, when he says acquire from Lanis Kavanah Liknusim, and he wanted to buy it for him. Lo Samachalav Shiyasa Shlucha, he didn't say, I want a Mishliach. Umo Sayna Konus, the money alone doesn't acquire the, doesn't acquire the loaf or the Machmani Avalo Samchadaite. And he didn't, it wasn't Samachdas. In other words, he didn't really give, he, the Samachdas has to work both ways. The owner has to give it to him. How does he give it to him when he makes a Kenyan? He didn't make a proper Kenyan. So when he included him with Shalomidat, but if he pulled the Kikar, he made a Kenyan on, on the loaf, uh, and then he left it with the, with the uh, baker. He says, you know, he says, okay, here's a dollar. Give me a loaf here. Okay, I picked it up. I was coning. Okay, fine. Now do me a favor. When you make the Erev on Erev Shabbos, take my loaf also. He made him shliach. Then there's no problem. So, and here, and here, she'ema arvin lo'lo'adam el midaito is really going on the, on the chacham. You can't do it with us. And if you didn't, if you didn't make him a shliach, it's not good. Amr Rabbi Yudam, when do you say that it has to be a good person's consent? He has to know what's going on. It's on Be'er V'tchumen. Why? Right? Because Be'er V'tchumen, I want to make an Erev to the east, and you made it for me on, to the west. That's, that's not, I don't want that. So it's got to be with my knowledge. I have to agree to it. We mentioned this, this uh, yesterday, Mar, we mentioned this also. That what? As chus for a person, you do even shalom bidaito. And a chatzar, it's always as chus. 
I have nothing to lose. If I live in a chutzer and everybody is being mishtatef or in, in the Arab, I only gain by, I, this way I can carry in the chutzer. What, what's the downside? There's no downside. So of course it's a schus for me. So you don't have to do it with my knowledge, says Rabbi Yehuda, right? But it's a chov. If you make an air of tchum, if I want to go east on Shabbos to a shear, and you made an air for me west in the shear, air of tchumen, you've done me a disfavor because now I can't go in that direction. So you only can do it with my knowledge, with my consent. All right, so now we're going to talk first about Rebelezer. How does Rebelezer say, Recham have a good point. If the guy says, I want to buy a loaf of bread, and with this loaf of bread, make, a, uh, make the error f- for me, and he never acquired it, so um, does, why should it work? And according to the Tanakama, so it's doing it Shlomidaito. Rashi said, He's using money. To, he took the dollar from him, but he's doing it without his das, because his das was to take the loaf of bread that he acquired, and he didn't want it as a gift. I don't want you. I don't want to be included. The gift, the, the baker, the shopkeeper is giving it to everybody. He didn't want that. He wanted to use his own his own uh, loaf, and the loaf didn't. He never acquired. So what's Rabbi reasoning why it works? Hello, Mashiach. Says the Gemara. My time, Rabbi Lezer. He didn't make a Mashiach. He didn't. He didn't make a Kenyan. So how does it work? Rabbi made it like the four times of the year. What are we speaking about? The Tanan. Listen carefully. The Dal Prakim. There are four times of the year. Erev Pesach, Erev Shavuos, Erev Rosh Hashanah, Erev Yom, Erev Yom Kippur, and, uh, or Erev Shemini uh, Atzeres, Erev Sukkot. Um, those four times of the year, uh, Rashi says, Erev Yom Shachag, Erev Rosh Hashanah, Erev Yom Achron Shachag, which is Erev Shemini Atzeres, and Erev Yom Kippur and the Galil. Four or five times a year. Uh, in other words, what happens is this. Everybody knows they're going to need meat for the Yontif, so especially for Pesach. So a guy goes over to the butcher and he says, look, here's a dollar, and I want to share in the animal. Now, I feel the shore shove elf dinner. Maybe the shore is worth a thousand dinners, and the guy doesn't want to shecht. Four times a year, people need meat for Yontif. You can force him to shecht. You can force the butcher to shecht. On behalf of it's a public service. It's like a public service. You got a shecht. You have animals over here and people contributed to get a share in them. You, you can force them shecht. Let's say the animal died before he got a chance to do shechita. So the person who contributed a dollar lost his share because it's like the person who bought it, he owns it now because the rabbi said, Anybody who bought a share in the animal is entitled to a share in the animal. And if the guy says, well, I, I'd rather wait with the animal, I don't want to shech now, too bad. They own it, and if therefore, if it dies, they've lost it. Now, what did they do? They only contributed money. They didn't make a mashikh on it. We'll see, we'll see, we'll talk. Right? Why? He didn't make mashikha. So Rafuna's first answer is no, he made a Mashiach. And as he made a Mashiach, he took a share, he made a Mashiach in to acquire his share of the animal. Other than those four or four or five Arab Yantifs, other other time, and okay, that's not the rule. You bought a share in it, but you didn't really acquire it. If the guy doesn't want to shecht, he doesn't have to shecht. Therefore, if the animal dies, it's not yours. The money you contributed is nothing. According to you, if you're saying it's big more, you made Meshicha, why shouldn't it work the other times of the year too? He should own it, and the Lokeach who contributed to it, he, he should be, the, law, he should be the, the loser over here if the animal died before Shechita. Amrav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, Lom Shalom Shach, it's big more, he didn't make Meshicha. 
What happened was he gave it to him through somebody else. And as he didn't make Mashiach, but he gave it to him through somebody else. In other words, you have a butcher over here. Everybody's saying, I, I, here's $10 I want to share. Here's $5 I want to share. And the, the owner gave it to all the people who contributed via somebody else. He gave it to Yankel and said, Yankel, you acquire it, each person according to his share. So, Bedal Prokham Elu, at these four times of the year, the Schusulo, it's a Schus, everybody wants meat, Erev Yant. If everybody needs meat, they're willing to spend the money, so Zachon Lashel Bafanab. So, it's a Schus for this person. So, Yankel, who acquired it from the butcher, it's a Schus for them. So, they acquired it. People don't want to spend money on meat. They're poor people are poor. They don't want to spend the money. So if he acquired it for them and it's a chov for them, right? In other words, they said, I'll give you, I'll buy a share in it, but they didn't want it Erev Yantav. Maybe they bought a share for the future. They wanted only Erev the four or five important Yantavs. But the other times of the year, maybe they didn't want to spend the money then. They just, they're, just, they're just reserving their share for the Erev of the Yantav. But the other times, it's a chov, and therefore, you can't, make a debit for a person against his will. You can't make something, uh, a chov, uh, a debt or a debit for a person against his will, and therefore it doesn't work. That's all one way to learn that Mishnah, right? That we said those four times of the year you can force the butcher to shecht, right? Why? Because effectively it belongs to all the buyers because he gave it to Yankel on behalf of the buyers and it's a schus for them, they acquired it. The other times of the year where it's a chol for them, they didn't acquire it, so therefore you can't force them to shech. And if the animal dies, it's the, it's the seller's, the butcher's loss. That's one way to learn. Ravi says, no. If you pay for something, you acquire it, right? Rashi says the Pasik. That's by, by, by Hegdish, all you have to do is give the money. Certainly by Lekesh. So, Minat Torah, Minat Torah, money does acquire. Simply, Why does why did the Chacham say, but we go like Rabbi Yochanan, that Minat Torah, money acquires. Why did the Rabbanan say that, no, you don't acquire it until you make Mashiach? Because we say like this, a guy goes in and he buys, I'll buy your barn full of, your barn, your whole barn of wheat. You got a barn of wheat over there, a silo of wheat, whatever. I'll buy the whole thing. Here's here's a hundred dollars. Okay, I own the whole thing, uh, but I I not, I didn't pick it up yet. I got to get a truck. It'll take me a few weeks. Maybe I don't need it yet. Then a fire breaks out in the silo. The owner's going to say, "What do I care? It's his problem. I the buyer bought it. It's not my problem." So because of that, the rabbi said so that the buyer should the seller should protect the merchandise, the assets until the guy on behalf of the buyer until the buyer picks it up. The rabbi said. When it comes to metaltolin, you only corner with Meshicha. So therefore, if, if there's a, a fire breaks out, even though I paid $100 for the whole silo, it's the, it's the seller's loss. He owes me the $100 back because it's in his rishus until I pick it up. So therefore, so therefore, Rebbe says, on these four times of the year, the rabbi said we'll go to the territory in order, in order for, to be able to make meat available for the Jewish people at these four times of the year, the rabbi said, you know what? If, I put, if you put, contributed a dollar towards the animal, you own it already. Therefore, you can force the butcher to sell, to, to shecht it, rather, for, for Yantav. That's what he means over here. So that's what, what does all this have to do with us? That's what Rebbe Lezer said also. Because, because the Erev is necessary for everybody, right? Everybody wants the Erev. So if one guy did it in this way and he paid a dollar, he gave a dollar to the baker and he said, give me a... Um, a loaf of bread, and then use my loaf, contribute it, can, that'll be my contribution to the Erev. So Rabbi Lezer said over here, it works. Why does it work? The Chum say, no, he didn't make Meshicha. Uh, Rabbi Lezer says, 
because because an Arab is necessary, just like f- meat is necessary to the Jewish people on the four or five Arab yontifs, the same way the the Arab is necessary for people to be able to carry on Shabbos. So therefore, the rabbis relax the rule and they said, you know what, the money also acquires. That's Reb Lezer's opinion over here, and that's what's going on here. Rashi explains. To be able to be able to have a, price, a nice Shabbos, you be able to carry carry in the Chatzar, and they said that the money alone acquires it. Back in the Gemara. Okay. In other if he gave his dollar, even, even the Chachamim who say that no, it doesn't work when you gave a dollar for the baker and you didn't acquire the loaf of bread. Then and you didn't want him to contribute on your behalf. Uh, you know, you you. It's not just you don't want him to do it. When he gives it, he might be thinking that he's giving your yours, but it's not yours. And he didn't do it for you because for the other people he gave it as a gift. For you, he thought he's taking yours, but yours you didn't acquire, so it doesn't work. But if you do it with uh, with anybody else in the chutz or other balabatim, you're just using them as a messenger. It's only if it's a baker. In other words, that's his professional job. You normally he normally sells. So when you give him a dollar, normally it's because you want to get the loaf in return. You're buying it from him. That's only if you gave him with money. Because a kli, if you give him a vessel, a utensil. You can go to like with a pen, like you sell the chametz to the rabbi the, in Erev Pesach, right? What do you do over there? It's Kenyan Chalip and Kenyan Suda. You do it with a handkerchief. Have a kli kona, because then that, that you gave him a kli and he, and he gave you the, the loaf of bread. Again, only if he says, acquire it from me. I want to acquire the loaf of bread. But if he told the, even the baker or the, the storekeeper, he says, make an error for me, then he's also making a shliach. So again, it's easy to get around. It's just do me and make a shliach. I want you to do this for me. Then he made him a shliach, and then he could do it. Because then effectively he said, listen, if he, it's the same idea. If he said, here's a dollar, and I want you to include me in the Arab, that's okay, because he's made him a messenger, to include the Arab with that money, he gave him. He contributed whatever he bought. Uh, he bought the. He bought from himself, or he took from his own stock, and he made an Arab of the of the breads. But he made him a shliach there. If he meant to buy it from him, and then he didn't follow through with the proper purchase by picking it up, according to the chacham, that wouldn't be good. But anybody else, uh, he tells his, his neighbor, he says, "Listen, include me in the Arab." He just meant to make him a messenger. He wasn't buying it from him. said. Rabbi said, that's only that you need the das, Amy Daito. That's what this mission is doing here because the Chum said, Daito. He, wanted to, he didn't want to be included. He only wanted to be included by buying the loaf of bread or the Lachmaniyah and then giving it and then contributing it. And here the guy gave it to him really as a gift. So Shlomi Daito. And uh, Shlomi Dat doesn't work. Rabbi Yudah says, no, Shlomi Dat doesn't work by Yerav Tchumen, but by Yerav Chatseris, it's only an advantage for the guy. What do you have to lose? There's no downside. So the luck is like Rabbi Yudah over here in our Mishnah, that what? That for Yerav Chatseris, you don't need his das, right? So he said, lo od, Ella, Komak Mishan Rabbiuda Bayer, and whenever you have a Lacha Rabbiuda Mishnah, Lacha Mosalos, always are Kabbiuda. Whenever you say Rabbiuda says the Halacha, Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, the Tan and the Mishnah, not Rabbiuda. Rabbiuda said in the name of Shmuel that the Lacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, the Tan, Rabbiuda by Eloi, the Tan. Bayer, right? Bayer, and Lacha Mosalos. Amalei, Ravchana Bagdatos, Ravchana from Baghdad said, we had a Shiloh before, we're going to have it later on in the Mishnah. Let's say on Shabbos, you had a Mavu there that had a proper post or a beam, or beams or, or posts over here, he says, 
right? And then on Shabbos, they were removed. Can you still carry in the Mavi on Shabbos? So there's a machlokus about that. So you're going to say the Allah is like him there too. Rashi says over there, the Rabbi Yehuda there is Mako. And he says it's okay. What he said was, uh, what he said was what Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, that the halacha is like Rabbi Yudah in Erevin. Whenever he says, Rabbi Yudah says the halacha, we always go, Shmuel halacha, the halacha is like Rabbi Yudah. And now that Rabbi Yudah, the halacha is always like Shmuel in Erevin. But that's not really Erevin. That's, that's in terms of uh, making a mavui proper with a beam or a, or a post. That's a, is that a proper mechitza? Is a post or a beam, is that a proper mechitza? Mechitzas, I didn't say that Allah is like him, only when it comes to Erevin. Amalei Ravacha, right, Rav Lavashi, Halacha, you say that Allah is like Rabbi Yudah, Machlal, is there a Machlokas in our Mishnah? Rabbi Yudah says, when do you say, a Marvin Rabbi Daito, that's only by Erevin Chumim, but not by Erevin Chatseris, because it's always an advantage for you by Erevin Chatseris. So where's the Machlokas? Halacha Machlal, the Pligi, Rabbi Yudah, Malevi, Komak, Misham, Rabbi Yudah, Eim, Esai, Ubameh, whenever Rabbi Yudah uses the Lashon, what, is, what Lashon do you use in our Mishnah? Amar Abiyuda, Bamed Varma Morim. When is that that you need his das? Only Erevet Chumen, not Erevet Chatseris. Whenever Abiyuda uses that Lashon of when do you say Amasai or Bamed, where do you say that? He's explaining the Chacham. So what's the Machlok? He said, Lachas like Abiyuda, as if it's a Machlok. There's no Machlok. He's explaining the Chacham. There's no Machlok. We said, learned this yesterday. The Tosvalayan, let's say he made an Erev, and then more people moved in. Mosif Umazaka. Right? You can add on more food and mezaka for them. If you did it through a third person, you're mezaka for the else. If you used your food, and if you use their food, you have to let them know. So what do you see over there? That you have to let them know. It's a, it, even though it's an advantage for them, you have to let them know. So you see there is a machlokus about that. There, like the Gemara wanted to say, it was the, the Gemara says, Rav Shizvi said, it was the I might, there it's a chaser between two mavos, and you don't know which mavo he wants to join. So that, what do we say? By a tchum, it's always, by a tchum, you have to ask him. You don't know which way he wants to make an, uh, the, the tchum. But by Erev HaTzeris, it's always an advantage. Wait, 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 wait. If you're asking him which mavo he wants to contribute to, maybe he's between two mavos, and he wants to go to the other mavo. So if you want to include him in this mavo, it's not necessarily an advantage. So there you have to ask him. Yesterday we had the Gemara, that's why I, sort of, I, I pointed this out. Rabbi Shizbi said that uh, you see that uh, from our Mishnah, that Rabbi Yudah, that the, and our Mishnah, they disagree with Rabbi Yudah. Why? Because it says over here, you have to let him know. According to Rabbi Yudah, you don't have to let him know, it's a schus for him. And, and the Gemara says, well, isn't it obvious? No, you might think that Mishnah's speaking about where it's a chatzah between two Arabs, and therefore that's why you have to let him know. Right, but they don't necessarily argue with Rabbi Yehuda. says when there's a chutzer and there's only one mavui that it's attached to, and you want to include him in that in that uh, shituf and that chutzer, of course it's an advantage to him, right? Uh, of course it's an advantage to him. But that's where he's speaking about. But if there's two, then that it's not an advantage for him. So maybe there's no machlokas. But if Shisi says it is a machlokas, so so the point over here is. You're saying it's halacha, mashma, there's a mug, but whenever he says, Amosai Ben he's only explaining it, right? Aye, but it's mashma over here, and the Gemara just said yesterday that he is a machlok, so Shizbi says, that's when it's chalukim. Ella, gavra, gavra, karam, is yesing akasha, I'm Rabbi Shuba Levi on Shmuel, marsava pligi, marsava lo pligi, very simple. <laughs> Shmuel says that it is a machlokas, right? We said over here, Shmuel, halacha is like Rabbi Yudah, because he also says machlokas, like Rabbi Shizbi said yesterday. And Rabbi Shuab and Levi said, no, whenever Rabbi Yudah says Amosai or Bameh, like over here, he says, Bameh, the Murim, 
Then it's not a machlokis who's explaining it. So one says it's a machlokis, one says it's a machlokis. Shmuel says it's a machlokis, like Rav Shizbi said it's a machlokis. It's a machlokis, what, what, whether a, a, you can make an air, when you make an air of chatzeres for somebody, even if it seems to be an advantage, you, don't, you can't do it without his das. That's a machlokis, whether he's saying it. According to Shubin Levi, no, it's not a machlokis. He's simply explaining it, and there's no machlokis about the matter, that when it's a chatzer, and it's certainly an advantage for the person, everybody agrees that you don't have to have his das. Whenever, whenever Rabbi Yudah says in our Mishnah, Amosai or Bameh, he's not arguing, he's just explaining what the Chum said before. He's explaining their sheet of Rabbi Yochanamar, Amosai Farish. When he says Amosai, when is that? So he's explaining them, he's talking about them. Right? When did the rabbi say that? Only in case A, but not in case B. But when he says Bameh, then he's coming to argue. He's saying, whoa, whoa, wait. Bamed, that's only in these terms, but I disagree. So it's a question of Lashon, right? Rabbi Elchanan says only when he says Amosai is it explaining, when he says Bamed, he's arguing. He says, Gemar Bamosai Lafarishu, is Amosai, according to everybody, according to Shubalevi and according to Rabbi Elchanan, Amosai is explaining the other sheet of time we learned, Eilu and Apsulim. Who are the people who are puzzled for Adis? Hamasacha Bekuvia, person who is a professional gambler. Malva Bribis, he lends money for Ribis. These are all bad things. Why? Because he's assuming a smachta lokanya. So uh, a person, when he gambles, he thinks he's going to win. And therefore, you don't win. You know, you take away, the other guy thinks he's going to win. You're taking his money, you're like stealing. So you're a person's a stealer. A person's a stealer, uh, a ganif, right? He's, uh, he's puzzled this, right? The Pusik says, that Torah Amr al Tashas Rashi is a Russia, and you can't make a Russian aid. Malva Baribis, also, he's going against the Torah Mafri Chayonim, also, those are gamblers. For Sochre Shvias, people deal Shvias. Shvias is only Loch, but Loch Loschoschor, and if he's doing business with Shvias, he's going against the Torah. Om Rab Yehuda, Rab Yudas is there. Amosab is man, Shane Lomas, that's something he doesn't have a regular job, doesn't have a regular trade. El that's the only thing he does. He's a professional gambler, professional Malva Baribis, professional Sochashvias. He only deals with Averis. But he's got some other business. He just does this on the side. He's, a, he's got a little Yetzirah for a little gambling on the side. He'll make a little money off Shvias. Harez Akasha. But Tani Allah Baribis. So Rabbi Yudah says, Why? Because Rabbi Yudah says, Asmachta is Kanya, like we Paskin, that if a person meant to gamble, he meant to give it away. He knows he might lose. And if he loses, you're not stealing from him. So, uh, so therefore, as long as you have some other professional trade, you're osake in the, in the uh, you know, you're osake in the commerce of the world and the betterment of the world. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're in the regular economy. You're adding to people's benefit. So you're okay. The Whether he's got a job or not, he's puzzle. So what do you see over here? That even though Rabbi is explaining the Tanakhama, it's a machlokas, because we have in the Brisa, it seems to be another Shita, that seems to be like the same as the Shita Vacham, who say no. We disagree with Rabbi Yudah. Even though he said Amosai, he's not explaining the Chum, because we see the Chum disagreeing. They say whether you have a job or not, if you're a gambler, you're, if you do it professionally, you're, you're a puzzle. The answer is no. Hahid Rabbi Yudah Matarfin. That Brisa is a different Shita of Rabbi Yudah Matarfin. The Tanya, Amr Ibn Shem Matarfin, Lo'olam Einechameyam Nazar, Fishem Yusuf Aflah. In the case where two guys are sitting around, and one guy says, if that guy's a Nazir, I'm also a Nazir, right? Two guys are sitting and said, I'm, if he's a Nazir, I'm a Nazir. The other guy says, if he's not a Nazir, I'm a Nazir. So is Manafshach one of these two guys is a Nazir, right? One guy says, Reuben says, if he's a Nazir, this guy walking down the street, if he's a Nazir, I'm a Nazir. The other guy says, if he's not a Nazir, I'm a Nazir. So isn't one of them for sure a Nazir, Manafshach? No. 
because it has to be clear. Shein Nazir it's got to be said clearly. Alma, keeping the Masafkalei, Nazir, Ilo, Nazir. Lama Shabbat Shei doesn't really want to be a Nazir unless he knows for sure. He's only guessing. Hachanami, keeping the Yadi, Kani, Lo, Kani, Lo, Gamar, He's not, doesn't, if he doesn't, not sure if he's going to win or not, he doesn't really intend on giving up his money. That's the idea of Asmach, Lo, Kani. That's Rabbi Yudah Batarfan's opinion. But Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah there, who explains the Tanakama, he's explaining the Tanakama. When does the Tanakama say that these guys are Pusilatus? Only if they have no other trade, because they are not a contributing to the, to the betterment of the world, and they don't understand people. Rashi says, um, Where's the, uh, yeah, no, Rashi before, Rashi says, if he only, if he only, if he does it professionally, it does work. The reason they're puzzled is because they're not osik in the yeshuva shalolim. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not uh, occupied with the betterment of the world, with the, with, you know, the inhabitants of the world, with, with making it better. They don't work. They don't understand what it means to lose money, make money. They just sit and gamble all day, right? They might have bigger losses, but they're not. They're involved with people because of that. They're pusillatus. In other words, they don't understand human uh, human uh, uh, problems and making money and not making money and going through things. And they shouldn't be good as aidus because they don't partake in the world. That's why they're puzzled, not because of smachlokanya. But anyway, you see, the rebuter over there says Amos. He's explaining the chacham. The other sheet who argues and seems to say. Know that uh, whether they can, uh, whether they have another job or not, they're still pusillatus. That's Rabbi Yudah Ben Tarfin who says asmachta lokanya. If you don't know for sure, you didn't really mean to give your money away, and therefore, when you take the other guy's money, when he loses the bet, you're really stealing from him because he didn't really want to give it away. And that's that's Rabbi Yudah Ben But Rabbi Yehuda explains the Tanakam and the Mishnah. He's saying no that as long as you're osik and the better you have another job. Asmachta is Kanya, and you're not Pusillatus if you do a little gambling here and there. You go to Atlantic City once in a while, or you do an Avera here, you made, you made some business with, uh, with uh, Paris Shvias, you, you're, you're, uh, you made an Avera, but you're not Pusillatus. All right, Halon, that ends the Parak tomorrow, Mitch, and we'll start the new Parak and, uh, before Shabbos. Okay? Have a good day, everybody. Be well. Take care, everybody. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah.